0: You're listening to the Holistic Spaces Podcast, brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 112, Wood Element with Dr. Tamsin Lee. Welcome to episode 112 of the Holistic Spaces Podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious spaces for their clients in their successful design businesses. Through articles, books, workshops, videos, consultations, and so forth, Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their living spaces. Mindful Design School offers Feng Shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. So today, we, Laura and I, are really delighted to have a special, very special guest, Tamsin Lee, Dr. Tamsin Lee, and she is. How do I, Tamsin? Can you tell me how I read the lot, the the licenses? Yeah, the licenses. <laughs> yeah, one? it's just D A O M A E M P. It's just my degree and license.
1: What are and what are what is D A O M and A E M P? D A O M is Doctor of Acupuncture. I don't like to use this word, but we're trying to fight over it is oriental medicine. Okay. And then my licensing is acupuncture East medicine practitioner. So that's a, that's a very specific Washington thing because they got rid of the O word. Um, uh, okay.
0: okay. Sorry. I'll continue to introduce you so you don't okay. have to introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tamsin Lee, Dr. Tamson Lee, D-A-O-M-A-E-M-P is an East Asian medicine medicine doctor, community-based researcher, and a Taoist face face reader. She is the founder of Influential Point, an online social venture organization leveraging digital media to amplify BIPOC voices in the health and wellness space. She also offers personalized face reading consultations through her business elemental archetypes where she weaves her family lineage of Korean face reading and the five seasonal phases of Taoism to guide women to rediscover their Tao and reclaim their beauty that's so beautiful
1: oh thank you (laughs) hi Angie hi Laura Hi. hi welcome Tamsin thanks thanks for having me I'm so excited I've listened to your podcast for so long so it's nice to be here yeah, and I know. So I know
0: Tamsin. I guess we met on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, on the gram. Yeah, we met on Instagram. I don't even know when we started
1: interacting. I've been following you for a while, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, she's so cool!" Like I love, and then I and then I follow Javier Pearl, and I had to like, you know, unfollow a few people just so I can follow Javier and Pearl's page <laughs> to keep my numbers down. And and um, yeah, I don't know. We just, yeah, I, I think I've been following you and Laura for. A, a, I definitely was following you while I was in school because. I was interested in feng shui. It's, you know, we learn traditional Chinese medicine, which is really medicine after 1950s. So all the shamanic, esoteric part of Chinese medicine isn't included. And feng shui is one of them, just like face reading mm-hmm. is one of them. So we don't learn about feng shui in school. But um, in my personal experience, I've definitely noticed you know, I'm very aware and sensitive to space. And and because I come from an art background, like I love design. And so I think that's how I found both of you through the podcast. I just started
0: noticing you were doing really interesting things on Instagram and I started following you because one of the things that you are very much focused on with the founding of Influential Point is really bringing some awareness to the work that the three of us do, which is these ancient East Asian studies that have been brought to the West. Because, you know, you and I are both Korean Americans and Laura's Canadian, Italian Canadian. Canadian, Italian, Italian, Canadian. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but we all study this East Asian modali- these modalities and really you're doing a lot of great work starting to unpack and bringing
1: awareness to it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I think I just kind of fell into this. I mean, I was always, I think growing up Korean American you know, I grew up with acupuncture and cupping. I was on herbs, Korean herbs and face reading. I learned from my, um, I studied with master face reader, Lillian Bridges, who teaches her family lineage. And it was just a, this introduction to really going back to my family roots because face reading was something that my family did as well. But growing up here in the States and being born in the States and trying to assimilate, you know, you ignore so much. You want to assimilate so badly that you really disconnect yourself from your cultural heritage and this whole path has really led me back to not only what my culture is but what my family my family lineage and then also how important it is to stay connected and to share this medicine in in a way that appreciates the culture and and I think you have to be political because politics is always involved in health and wellness and science and medicine and so, I, I don't think like those two things, even spirituality, I think spirituality has maybe not politics is the right word, but definitely social justice.
0: Yeah, I, I have a similar story that I was very much assimilated into American culture and had no interest in feng shui or anything spiritual or anything Eastern. I mean, I still don't like kimchi. I know that might sound really what? bad. I know. <laughs> But, you know, I found my way back that even though I studied architecture and, and worked in that business for quite some time, it didn't really resonate with me. And so it led me back to feng shui, which actually led me to really understand my cultural lineage much more, my cultural My ancestry. So I'm very grateful, especially to my Western teachers that were able to transmit it to me. And then now we can so beautifully start to integrate more fully the east and the west with more respect and go deeper and what I thought was really interesting that you touched upon Tamsin is when we've talked to you before on your platform that I didn't actually know you said that the ancient Chinese medicine texts refer to feng shui as one of the fir- first feng shui and astrology as one of the first ways to start to is that right to start to work with the person's chi
1: yeah it's actually like um, all the kind of body and down manner spiritual aspects of medicine so it was feng shui face reading divination and qigong and tai chi those like when somebody's ill this these were the ways that they would actually help the person acupuncture and herbs are really the most modern and last things you want to do because it's so invasive to the body. You know, you're inserting needles, you're taking plant medicine. And so those are things that you don't want to do right away. And you want to work more on a holistic spiritual level, but all of that has just been erased from our medicine. And, and maybe, you know, how we are, we're living now, like we do need something more intense like acupuncture and herbs first to open up our spiritual side of our lives.
0: Well, I really love that. I'm actually really grateful to our feng shui teachers because they didn't just teach us feng shui. They did teach us all of those things. It was like Laura and I went to Hogwarts, right? We uh, we studied divination, we studied face reading, we studied the four pillars, we studied Qigong. Shui, qigong. Yeah, we studied Qigong. We studied all of these yeah. things over a three-year period. So we really got a very broad but specific integration. So I think a lot of times, like Laura, what did you, I don't know if you thought this, but I was like, when are, are we learning feng shui?" Because it wasn't really like what you thought fung, it would be, what feng yeah. shui would be. I think a lot of
2: people coming into the practice too were like, "Wait a minute, when do we talk about moving couches?" <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's a lot more the idea of personal chi and how you could shift that through meditations or different adjustments or Qigong or whatever, you know, was I think a learning curve for a lot of students in the program, I think. And I know that some people didn't really li- they didn't like that. I mean, you know, I, I thought it was great. See, for me, I love those more esoteric parts of the practice because it just connects with this magic, this unseen, this transcendental side of the practice is what I really loved. And for some, it can be the biggest hurdle because it's so outside of the realm of what they do every day. Right. And what they think of every day. So, yeah.
1: I love that. Especially, well, also, even as a feng shui expert, it's like you're coming into our space, right? So, your chi, your consciousness, your spirit, whatever has to be on point. Like, I don't want any of your funky monjo like in my space, you know? And I think that has something to do with like your own accountability of learning something that's going to shift someone's consciousness. You can't just jump into like design and like moving couches if you're not centered.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, when we did our program, we spent the first year just working on our own personal cheat. And I know that with our students, what we work on is we focus on ourselves looking at our own spaces first, which you can't do yourself. So, you know, we review it, but yeah, if you, you can't show up, what's Angie, what is your fit? Fa- you have such a good,
0: your little expression with the oxygen mask. Well, you need to learn to help yourself first. Do you need to put on the Oxygen mask for yourself before you try to help someone else. Yeah, and I think it's very much also maybe a female thing that we really want to help other people. So many students, and and I was like this too. We go in and there, and the first thing they say is like, "Oh, well, I think my friend Tamson needs that. She'll definitely, she definitely needs that, or something, right?" And then you try to help someone you're like, I really want to help people. But first you have to heal yourself. And I love that you just said, you know, if you go into someone's house, you want to make sure you're not, they're not coming from their stuff that whoever you're working with as a healer, whether it's through a face reading or Chinese medicine or, or massage, any kind of healing modality, or even like your accountant, I don't know, you want them to come from a place where they're not used, they're not, they don't have skin in the game, right? And it, they can come from a pure place where they're just channeling whatever knowledge, wisdom, energy that they need from somewhere else and not
1: depleting their own. Yeah. I just think it's just accountability and responsibility because we're often working with, I mean, it might just seem like, oh, how do I get a new career? How do I fix my relationship? But it's really like, I see it all as like, traumatic experiences you're working with trauma and so for you to not check in with yourself and not project your own issues onto them I think that's the biggest thing and you see this often like I've definitely seen it in the spiritual wellness field where people their egos are unchecked and so they start projecting their fears onto and then they come from like a place of fear I definitely see this in face reading like with certain people they only pick the ones to scare you with and And that's not how face reading should be. It should really be lifting and empowering people and like guiding them rather than scaring them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we take that approach too. And actually for the listeners, we're going to have a follow-up episode with Tamsin where Laura Laura is also very much into face reading. I don't really know that much about it, but Laura is going to interview you on face reading. So that'll be really fun. And I love that we can talk about the same... Foundational knowledge or wisdom, but have these different modalities that that all come together. You know, we were ta- going to talk about today, like the wood element, and that's something that, like the five elements, or in your bio you say five seasonal phases of Taoism. That's something that comes from Taoism, and it's really a foundation of so many of these different Asian modalities, whether it be feng shui, face reading. Chinese medicine, martial arts, even flower arranging. This is the foundation. So, yeah, why don't we get to that? <laughs> so, uh, wood element. Wood. Yay! Yeah. So, we decided to talk about wood element because it's related to the season that we are in right now, which is spring. And I think Laura and I love. We've we've done episodes where we talk about the wood element in the spring, and that's a great time to talk about it. Right. But I would love to hear Tamsin's definition of the wood element from a different
1: perspective. So, you know, we're, we're coming out of winter, which was very yin and where we should have really been cultivating. Well, really like I, when I, when I was working with patients, but now with face reading clients, um, it's like two seasons back. So usually like during fall, it's like the time to really prepare for spring. Because you you need that ease transition. And spring is exciting for me because it's like, you know, the there's more light during the day, things are waking up a little bit. When you know, right before spring, according to the lunar calendar, when you start feeling irritable and angry, that's when you know that you've been resting in the winter and you did the things in spring and fall. And like I think. Angie uh, had DM'd me about her herbs and she's like, This is the herbs I'm taking. I'm like, Oh, these are the ones I'm taking. She's like, What's that for? I'm like, When you want to punch people in the face. <laughs> and this was like right before spring. So, like, that's a sign that you've actually been really resting during the winter and cultivating because you should feel this agitation and like this irritability. And we have this um, disconnect with these emotions that are you know that may not make us feel good or that we're told that they're not good like irritability agitation but that's the energy of spring like you need that agitation in nature for the leaves to bloom for the plants to grow it's like that's in itself a manifestation of anger like nature is angry and it like bursts into this beautiful thing and so even now like as we're heading into spring because we just passed the rainwater day which is like really fascinating because it's, it's a time where you start to feel the weather warming up. So you'll stop wearing your um, scarf or like not wearing enough layers. And that's when people get really sick. And when you look at nature, it's not fully in spring, like in here, we just had a snowstorm like last week, you know, and there's rainfall in nature. That's why it's nature saying that you're not fully there yet, but now we're over that hump. And so like the next day is called, um, that's coming up is called the awakening insects. So that's like, we should be feeling a even more irritability more like agitation but to me that there's like a spiritual component to it too like your food should start changing your movement exercises should change your spiritual practice should start changing we live in a culture where we eat the same food we exercise the same way we sleep the same way like all through the year and that never made sense to me because it's like you should be a reflection of what's going on in nature. So, with my clients now, like we definitely work on different types of movement that's really for this time of spring, because you shouldn't really be doing the same sort of exercises that you were doing in winter or eating the same food or even like meditating the same way.
0: What are some of the practices that you do at this time?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it's all about tendons and ligaments because that's what the wood element is associated with in terms of the body. And so, the wood is associated with two organs the liver and the gallbladder which is also the liver meridian the gallbladder meridian and the gallbladder meridian is really interesting because it's the only meridian that runs horizontally it goes around the hips every other acupuncture meridian runs vertically so the gallbladder the dmai runs horizontally and so i've been really focusing on like my hips and stretches like that so um different types of yoga practices, um, where I'm like expanding my, basically the sides of my body, but also like Zumba salsa, (laughs) like anything hit really twerking. I used to twerk with my patients in the the clinic room to help them because you want to shake it off. Like you want to winter was all about like really going deep into your fears and like what, you know, and to understand your fears, and so it's it's a very like heavy time of the year. But by the time spring hits, like you've already, you know, reflected on your fears and ready to like take charge. And so you need to kind of shake that off. And really, I see often with trauma, um, people who've experienced trauma, like um, recent trauma, they they tend to be very locked around the pelvic region. Um, and it doesn't even have to be like sexual trauma. It could be anything. They just feel a little stiff. And so if that isn't flexible or chi isn't moving, blood isn't moving, then it can really like freeze your hips. And especially for women, like this is such a powerful area, like our pelvic. So I I always want like Zumba, salsa, merengue, like anything that works with the hips.
2: That's fun. I like that.
0: I love also how you were talking about being seasonal. And I guess that's very trendy. It's been trendy for a while, right? To eat seasonally. But it's amazing to me the more I dive into Asian practices. I study tea ceremony, Japanese tea ceremony, and I study Japanese flower arranging, Ikebana. And every lesson is a teaching on how to be present in what's happening right now not just like being here now, like Ram Das, but, but also what's happening in the season. So, you know, like in tea ceremony, you in the winter you close the door or you sit in a different direction or you use a different type of t- seasonal tea or there's a different kind of sweet. And in flower arranging, You want to try to stay with the flowers that are available at the moment. And there's, and even like the type of arrangement, like if you could have an arrangement that's more winter, it would be closer together, more condensed. And then a summer arrangement is really wide and big and and in your face. And like even the water level, summer you have more water and you show more of the water. So the arrangement sits further back and you show the water so it's more cooling for your guest. And in the winter, you would have it in the front. So there's all, or the water levels would be lower. So it replicates like a pond in nature. And so there's so, so many teachings that are so integrated in the Asian culture that teaches about being present. I really, it's, it just makes me so happy learning about it.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. I want to, I want to learn flower arrangement. now. (laughs) I've always wanted to kind of learn that. Yeah life is so complicated it's like if we just look at nature it kind of simplifies things and it gives me hope that it doesn't have to be so challenging and complicated like nature in itself is perfect so it's like we have an example of how to live you just have to look
0: (laughs) so so with the wood element like laura and i in feng shui we like to talk about inviting in more wood energy into the home also and cultivating that kind of energy through, you know, cultivating new plants to activate wood energy, which is about new beginnings, about opening. And and also like, and what you talked about, like liver, liver is connected to the wood and it's connected also to anger. And in the I Ching, it's the element of thunder.
2: Mm-hmm. And when you have, when you have thunder over thunder in the I Ching, it's often translated as shock show it's a big bang. It's a big spark. It's be, It's the beginning of something big and loud. So when you were saying, um, the anger or just, you need it to like, it's almost like you, you're, you don't need to shock your system, but your system is just all of a sudden going, you know, there's like a new current running through it sort of thing.
1: Yeah. It like wakes you up. Like I, when I would see patients and they didn't have that angry energy in spring that's when i would be concerned it's like okay we need to something's out of balance but if i saw patients that were pissed off hour after hour i'm like great you've been living your life the way that you're meant to be living <laughs> what do you <laughs> do for uh wood in terms of like bringing in the spring season
2: in feng shui yeah,
1: um, or personal like you know i was telling you i do zumba yeah. i've been doing dance classes online mm-hmm.
2: I um I have changed the way I I'm exercising. I live, I used to live in the city, so for a very 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 long time. Obviously, I lived in um, Toronto, and now I'm I'm outside of Toronto. I'm in the country. So for me, it's been really great. Um, I'm I feel, you 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 have to work harder when you're in the city to connect with nature, obviously. So here it's been really great for me to observe what's happening because I live in a I live in a place where there's a lot of agriculture. So, I mean, things are happening, like farmers have to start or getting organized, like things start to shift. I mean, we've got a lot of snow still, unbelievable amount of snow, but that's actually a good thing because for the water table, you know, because we need this amount of snow because when we don't have this amount of snow, we end up having droughts. So it's things that you don't really think about. But for me I I try and get out, you know, try and get outside more. I also have a horse, so I have to go out. A lot of my time is just determined by what time of year it is, depends on the kind of blanket he needs to wear. So so or whatever. He so when you have a horse or any kind of livestock or animal, you really do get connected to what is happening out in the world in nature. So um I mean, for instance, we've been riding more. I mean, you know, even be able to go outside and ride outside and then I naturally want to start eating different foods. Like, I'm not a big salad person, but I have been sort of shifting to eating more greens, a little bit more, less carby, trying to sort of move into a little less heavy. But I don't know if it's conscious or just, you know, just what's being offered out there in the world. But that's sort of how I've been feeling it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I noticed the same thing about salads and, uh, yeah, more vegetables and like, less carbs for me too.
0: And I think in feng shui and I'm sure with um with Asian East Asian medicine is that you could also have too much maybe an imbalance of wood at this time. If you already have a lot of wood tendencies, you could go overboard and and I love your perspective that like that can be almost diffused with anger as long as you don't hold on to the anger. Because holding on to it, it can create more of an imbalance. But if you can diffuse the anger and let it out. And I think like you were saying, like doing active things like moving your body, but also putting yourself out into the earth more, getting more grounded, like touching, like even walking around your home barefoot. As it starts to get warmer, you kind of touch the earth a bit more and it's more grounding, touching into that earth element. Because metal element would chop it up would be maybe too harsh to tone down an abundance of wood well well actually so if you have an abundance of wood you could be really angry and hold on to it you could also be moving way too fast and then Tamsin what what would you how would you describe an an imbalance of wood
1: it shows up differently with each element that I I find but um like for wood people with x when they don't feel their anger. And when it becomes contained and excessive, like it ultimately ends up depleting them and they end up in depressed and would people shouldn't be depressed. Like they're all about growth and vision and like expansion, you know, and depression is like, so in the box and I'm making gestures with my hands for podcast people. Um, but um, the other thing that reminded me when you were speaking, it's like, it's not just the movement, because when we think about the wood element, it's also about like, it's associated with the eyes too, right? And the Hun spirit. And so eyes, like we see things, everything in nature, but the eyes are also like our like vehicle to for creativity like we see things we create things and that's very that's another wood energy like creativity visualization envisioning like expansion um and connecting with others like you know the branches are growing and like connecting with others and so like you know the winter time you don't want to start like businesses or new projects you want to like do all the work and so you did all the work in the winter time and now spring hits and it's like now you can actually like make action plans and um all of that is affects it if there's uh abundance of wood um yeah it just shows up differently with each element and i think uh with uh, yeah like Like you said, like with wood people, it would move them faster. With metal, anger becomes like unrooted. And so metal people aren't really like, um, they're not, they're not, um, angry sort of people. And so it, it like disrupts them and they end up being like super anxious. And so metal and wood have these like energy, right. That's that they, they balance each other out, um, I have to think about this, like how each one, and this is going to probably go into face reading. So <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah,
1: and uh, well, and another thing that we
0: suggest at this time, so this is a time of like young wood, young wood. It's about remembering to be flexible, but also like at being like a blade of grass that's sprouting. It has a lot of energy, but it also can go with the wind. It's not rigid, and also to it's a time to plant seeds like you were saying good time to start projects because you know you don't, don't want to plant seeds in the winter <laughs> because i mean you could but not the best time you want to plant seeds in the spring and this is the time to start planting cult planting seeds and cultivating things that you want to see flourish over time
1: yeah. And, and the liver is also, and the wood is also associated with the gallbladder. We often forget about the gallbladder and they have this like pair relationship with, you know, if liver is related to anger, gallbladder is related to courage and you need a lot of courage to feel your anger and to manifest things. Like this is the time to manif like, really work towards manifestation and that takes a lot of courage and hopefully in the winter you explored your fears to cultivate that courage to like take the next step I feel like everything about wood spring is like taking that next step like so then in the summertime you can just have fun and enjoy it and like have a party because that's what summer's all about fire yes I can't wait till it gets warmer but
0: <laughs> it'll get warm when it gets warm it'll it'll happen. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and This was so much fun. And I loved hearing your perspective on the wood element. I guess we have to go dance more, huh? Yay. <laughs>
2: Zumba. Got to go do Zumba classes.
0: <laughs> right. I actually like Zumba. <laughs> so Me I never, too. I, haven't,
2: I actually have never done it, to be fair.
0: <gasps> Whoa. To
2: try it out. Yeah.
0: You know, when right. I did Zumba, Laura, was during your, I think, because you were in class with Ellie, right? Mm-hmm. So she, so we, so when when we were in feng Shui school, we would have a summer camp, and one of the people in Laura's class was a Zumba or taught Zumba. I think mm-hmm. it was her. And yeah, It was. And so she had like we had like one night where she taught a Zumba, and that was the first time I did it. And I'm like, this is fun because I'm not really good at dancing, but if I have to, re- if I can just repeat a certain move over and over again, I can do that. <laughs> so I was like, this is easy. I just repeat the same move. But if you tell me to do arms and legs differently no
1: way not not coordinated at all (laughs) and Zumba teachers are so fun they're like they're like they're like the best like they reminded me of like um like cruise instructors you know like when you're on a cruise like everyone's just so happy all the time
0: (laughs) (laughs) so that's a good feng shui care to Zumba around your house for at least nine minutes a day there you (laughs) You go get Zumba Zumba to sponsor your podcast (laughs) Zumba and plants Zumba and plants, yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Well, um, I look forward to our next podcast on face reading. And before we forget, Tamson, can you let us know where the listeners
1: can find you? Sure. Um, you can find me on my website at elementalarchetypesoneword dot com, and my Instagram is the same at elementalarchetypes.
0: Cool. And we'll also have that in the show notes, so you can click through really easily if you are watching. Thank you so much. So let me, thank thank you you. for having me. This was fun. Thanks. And thank you so much listeners for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. And if you like our podcast, please share it with others. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui and on an even deeper level, you can visit our website at mindfuldesignschool.com. We have a blog and we have a pot, oh, you know, we have a podcast, we have a blog, we have workshops, we have so much, and it's a great way to support, support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.